It's Matt, and you're listening to the Math Faust Mashup. Today we're going to talk about confrontation and candor, but first let me say thank you. I'm so deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me today. And as we're nearing the 100th episode, I want to pause and simply say thank you. It's due to listeners like you who leave a rating, a review, or simply pass the podcast episodes along that help sponsors to continue to fund this podcast. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy and receive great value from the insanely innovative and actionable ideas that are shared on this podcast. Let's jump right into the topic of confrontation and candor. So often, conversations, discussions, uncomfortable scenarios must be had in the principal's office, not just in the location, but the fact that we have to have these conversations, it's just a reality of working in any organization, particularly in a school whose mission is so vastly important. And because we're passionate about what we do as educators, this passion can often override our abilities to rationalize a conversation. Sometimes it leads to confrontation. A confrontation is a clashing of forces or ideas. It's not pleasant, and generally, we don't like confrontation. And there's a good reason for that. It's just not healthy. However, avoiding confrontation is not the same thing as avoiding candor. Candor is open communication. It's honest and frank. Candor can also be scary, but it's vastly different than confrontation. Candor is not a clash, nor is it forceful. Candor is not reactive. In fact, it's proactive and preventative. Candor prevents confrontation. And confrontation usually is the result of a lack of candor on the front end. So what are some methods that we can use to increase the ability to speak candidly in challenging conversations? I'll share a few with you right after this quick break. The first method to speak candidly in challenging conversation is to embrace the no. So often we're afraid to hear the word no when we're asking questions or in a conversation or, or if you're coming into the principal's office or into the meeting, but you're not in charge per se. 
you might be afraid to give a no. So if you're the school leader, the principal, if you're an instructional coach, and you're wanting to speak candidly with someone about a challenging topic, embrace the no. Ask questions that allow them to say no. And then work together to get to the yes. Number two, have a clarity of purpose for the conversation. Know specifically what it is you're trying to achieve. If a teacher is what you perceive to be causing problems on a team, have a very clear purpose as to why you want to speak to that teacher. It may not be to solve the problems. It might be simply to seek to understand the conflict. Have clarity of purpose. Method number three for speaking candidly. Check your assumptions. Remember, it's always the safest route to assume good intentions. Your assumptions could be biases that actually cause more friction and conflict in a conversation. Method number four for speaking candidly, always focus on positive outcomes. Where can we have a win-win? Where can both and all parties come out positively? And then of course, number five, be ready to share specific examples. Examples as to why you have a concern. Examples to clarify a question you may have. Be ready to share specific examples when needed and only when needed. Not to lecture or to talk down to someone. But if you can tell there's not clarity in the conversation, be ready to exemplify. Thanks again for listening to this quick episode of the Math Host Mashup. I hope you found it helpful or valuable in some meaningful way. If you enjoyed today's episode, I only ask one thing. Please pass it along. Now let's go out there and make an impact.